0: and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting.
1: Back here on the Sports Blast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hour number two here on the Sports Blast. you that New New Sweeney? New <laughs> Sweeney? Our number two here on the Sports Plus, the New Hampshire, the My God, uh, I can't believe we came back with that. Claude! Oh, dude. <laughs> Brian Brian David bow! Bard, and Mark Lazell here until 2 p.m. Obviously, the focus of today's show is going to be a lot of Super Bowl 51 talk, but we are uh, going to quickly touch on clothes firing. The one real D bag move by the Bruins is doing it during the Patriots parade to really b- bury it. You know, just kind of yeah. They didn't
2: bury it because it was front page news on the Globe Sports. Right. Page. In
3: trying to bury it, <laughs> they <laughs> made themselves looked so cowardly that it had to be put on the front page
2: guys they needed
4: two practices for bruce cassidy to get acclimated with these players all right right.
3: yeah not 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 like the timing of it is completely ridiculous when you consider that two weeks ago if you remember They were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins the same day that the Patriots played the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was two weeks, almost three now, almost three have done weeks ago. They had just lost that horrible game at home to the Islanders. Then they they followed that up with that loss uh, where they gave up two three-goal leads to the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Then they, uh, then they lose to Chicago one to nothing. Then they lose a fourth in a row in an abysmal game out. to the Pittsburgh Penguins, which no one saw because everyone was watching the Patriots play the Steelers. Yep. They lost four in a row. I thought they should have fired Claude after the Detroit game, two games into that losing
2: streak. Mm-hmm. Once
3: it's four in a row, it's like, what are you waiting for? Then, then yeah. they
2: win a couple straight.
3: Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. yeah <laughs> then, they, they then they rip off a couple <laughs> wins in a row. But I'll tell you this, they haven't won more than three games in a row this whole season. Yeah, it's been a... So their consistency is crap. Atrocious. Yeah. They have been horrible. Yeah. So, it... yes, this is long overdue, but the timing is Completely odd to me. Yeah, I don't understand why now.
2: Like they could have done it so much earlier, so like they could have time to regroup because they were at that weren't, weren't they at that line where they were like in the playoffs, but they have so many games in hand. At the other,
3: technically, mathematically, they'd be out of the playoffs if you extrapolate everyone's games played and right. you know comparison to how many points they have now. Right, the Bruins aren't.
4: It wasn't Claude's uh, contract up. After this season, um, in regards to like head coaching duties,
3: I think he might have one more year left. So I think they they're... signed him to a three year deal, and I think that was uh, two years ago.
4: Right. So I, I, I believe that maybe Don Sweeney was kind of weighing his options to say, well, are we going to extend this guy or are we going to move on? And they decided to move on, but they waited way too long. And the reason why they waited too long is because they were too comfortable with Claude. And Claude is absolutely a great
3: coach. Okay. He's he's one of the best. He's just not a fit with the roster that the Bruins have. Well, and at at a certain point in time, I've said it so many times, you know, guys like uh, uh, Mike Babcock, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, John Tortorella, uh, these guys who are great coaches in the league get fired because in hockey, the message can run stale. I don't know why it is like that in hockey, unlike some other sports, but it is sort of like that in other sports, too. I think the trigger gets pulled a little more quickly in some other sports. It does. But... When it comes to hockey, you know, it's such a team chemistry sport that you need everyone on the same page. And that's not just players. That's your coaches. That's your GM. That's your president. Your owners. They need to have the same sort of game plan, the same sort of mentality. Yes. It should come through. Uh, from the top down, when you're talking about this organization,
4: and, and to that, Dave, there's a, there's a major, major disconnect, and, and like you said, it's not only the message you know from Claude to the players, it's you know the GM to the owner, it's it's you know um, Cam Neely to Jeremy Jacobs. You you gotta look at it and say, what the heck are they doing with the Boston Bruins? This is like a prized organization, and they're treating it like this a bag of trash throughout this entire season. Let's open up your mind here. Let's try to figure out a framework where you can, you know, bring in guys that fit your system. And let me tell you, that game um, that they just played,
3: Bruce Cassidy. Flash ca- in the pan. Came up with a, a nice game plan, though. He's, he's apparently good offensively. The puck is moving. The puck is moving. And, and more bodies you, to the net. Exactly. You'll when you had that. that system, too. like You'll also see them give up four or five goals a game.
4: That's the problem. That's where, I mean, they're always going to have that problem because their defense is just
3: bad. But it, it was better under Claude. Was, uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be a drop-off in the D. And the D mm-hmm. le- the talent level on d- on defense for the Bruins this year was not high. But it was better because you had Claude yeah. behind the bench.
2: And one one of the problems that I think they've had uh, recent in recent months is um, uh, Tukarask has come down to earth after his hot start. Yeah, and he's uh, playing every game. He's know, playing
3: every freaking game. That's
2: because uh, Hudobin blows chunks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so does Zane
3: McIntyre, Malcolm Subban, the worst first round pick oh in the God. history of maybe Sports. any of maybe any. <laughs> Boston franchise. Awful. The worst first round pick, yeah. I'm telling you, on a goalie who became a goalie in high school. And they trusted this kid to be able to play goalie at a high level, the highest level. And they picked him in the first round when they had two Rask. Let's move him to defense. He didn't even, it wasn't even a <laughs> position of need for you. No, right?
4: he's throwing up on his skates in Providence, too. He uh, sucks. Let me ask you this, Dave, because I look at it this way I think it's a bridge year. For for the Bruins now. it's been a bridge. Well, year. and that
3: that's the problem, right? They're <laughs> they're stuck in this limbo, yeah. And they have been for two years, where they don't want to admit that they're not a, a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They are not talented enough. They can't to admit make it. a run in the playoffs. You might well, you I might mean, have been able to make it the last two years. The last took,
2: two years, they lost in uh, they had a lead in March. It took
3: two col- <laughs> colossal collapses by this team in the past two seasons to not make the postseason. Right. They, but they, their talent level would suggest that they couldn't make a run. If they got to the postseason. So what are you trying to do?
4: Yeah, I I think they got a handful of players that really you can build around. Like, you know, Marshawn, Bergeron. I can go on and on. Two guys, I feel like moving forward you can still have him. Colin Miller. Yeah, exactly. But there's a couple of guys that they need to get rid of right now. Chara. Chara is one of them. They should have traded him like seven years ago. Start
3: trimming the fat. (laughs) That's what you got to do.
4: Krejci and Jimmy Hayes. I'll tell you what, Krejci put, I hate Jimmy Jimmy Hayes, Hayes but but Krejci, I mean, that was so poor hockey by him in, in that game. Even though it was a blowout, he had no fundamentals there. His mind is off. Off track. He's all about his money. That's a, that's the a problem. When you give these guys big a, big contracts, mm-hmm. they don't live
3: up
2: to it.
4: Sometimes yeah, he's always been. I'm still wondering
3: out there. at Times. I'm still wondering yeah, about illusion. Bergeron if he's
2: injured because of the poor season he's had. Well, well Bergeron's hey, been hey, stepping he, it. Up. He
3: ended up getting a goal and three assists in that last game against San Jose. So uh, look, Bergeron's not a concern for me. He's a great player. He'll right. Be, he'll be fine. But you're not surrounding him with enough talent. Mm-hmm. And in these past couple of years. You've sort of had this, let's go uh, try and make the postseason as a fringe team, but also start drafting young players that we can develop within the organization. There's no message. To me, that's sort of what one of the problems is. And it starts, like I said at the beginning of this segment, from the top down. Part of the timing that was so damning for the Bruins was holding that press conference during the Patriots parade. You're part of this city's history, okay, Mm -hmm. right? You were champions, Stanley Cup champions in 2011. You understand the significance of what the parade was for fans, not just of the Patriots, but of your team, the Bruins.
4: Yeah, they need to get their head out of their ass. And and you look at it, you know, I think it's beneficial for Claude to get out because he's away from this mess. You know, I I think he can get a a really significant – Good, better job um within the nhl just because of his you know charisma and his resume he's really built that thing over the course of the years so i think it's a blessing in disguise for you know Claude, oh, for to, Claude yeah for Claude because it's a mess of an organization
3: Any, with anytime the you're a good head coach and you have the opportunity to take over a new locker room you've got new ears that are going to listen to your scheme they're going to buy into your scheme because you're a successful head coach that's always good news And and honestly, I just feel like it was so inappropriate the way that they went about the firing of Claude because this was a guy who has the most wins in Bruins franchise history, and you buried the story. Well, tried to. You tried to (laughs) bury the story. But uh, but I mean we should have as fans sort of had the opportunity re- to reflect on the Claude Julian era as being one of the more successful eras in Bruins history. He brought us a cup for the first time in thirty nine years in two thousand eleven. And,
4: and there's another disconnect too because you know I look at it as as a business standpoint. They're just trying to make the move to get rid of Claude. Well, over the course of the years, this guy was the head coach for a beloved organization. Right. They won a Stanley Cup, as you said, Dave. So it's only right to give the guy you know a glorified shine on his way out to say what I mean you know a an apl- round of applause for everyone because I mean there, there was a moment you know on air with, with different media outlets there and fans got on and said, you know we loved Claude we, we wanted to hear from him we wanted to see you know just just his reaction and um, you know because working with this type of organization there, there's so many mixed messages and mixed feelings so they don't care about the fans. I feel like it's it's coming from a fan standpoint. They don't care. Right. They, they, didn't a... give,
1: they didn't give Claude a chance to speak at the press conference. Right? He no. wasn't even no. there. No, and the only person, the, the owners weren't there. The only, only,
3: wasn't there. I
4: think uh, Don
1: Sweeney was
3: the only he one. Was that The only up, one. Right? He was the only one there. And he seems disingenuous. And that's this is what really ticks me off about it. Okay, it's not even just that they buried it, but it was how obvious it was that they were trying to bury it. What they buried it under the Patriots parade, and the fact that they should have given Claude his dues. On the way out. Again, we haven't heard anything from Claude really, except for a brief statement which he gave to the fans, but it's like just poof. Yeah. And he's gone. He's gone. Without so much as a whisper after 10 years at the helm, more wins than any other coach in the franchise history. Poof. But- just like that. And it's because they needed a scapegoat for their lack of success. It just, it does not feel right. And I'll tell you this you build a team from the front office down. Neely and Sweeney have showed enough cowardice, in my opinion, and a significant enough lack of accountability to make me of the opinion that I don't want them running this team anymore. No. I don't like these two running this team, and it's probably an overreaction, but as an organization, you build off whatever attitude your coaches let off, the president, the owner, the GM, whatever. The lack of accountability is there at the top, and then you can... How can you expect players to be accountable for their play? If you as a GM... As a president, as a coach, are not going to be accountable for yourself, and, and not
4: only that, Dave. I mean the re- the respect for the city itself. Like Brad Marshawn, Patrice Bergeron, you don't think they went out and and you know hung out with the guys from the Patriots, like in the parade? This is a city of Boston. You treat it like the city of Boston on that day by firing Claude Julian during a Patriots parade? You're not going to get that ce- by
3: anyone. I know. Not in this city.
4: After celebrating a, a, a Super Bowl title? Yep. That's disrespect
3: to the New England Patriots. Not only that, but it's a disrespect to the entire New England nation. And, and what I'm saying is it's just really because over the past couple of years, right, you don't hear much from Neely. You don't hear much from Sweeney. No. You don't really know what's going on behind closed doors in that Bruins organization, but something feels off. Because so this they is don't just care. this is just a first real whiff that I really got of Neely and Sweeney's way of operating. They're they're sneaky, they're shifty, it's covert. I mean they they Obviously, we're trying to be covert best and they, they turned out to make the wrong move. Yeah. No accountability. They don't want to answer to the media. They just don't, in my opinion, answer questions honestly. When you hear Sweeney in that press conference on Tuesday say, our PR department told us to get out there as soon as we could and let the people know. Yeah. But then Cam Neely, in an interview on Thursday, two days later, says, I gave Don the go-ahead. What are we supposed to believe? They tried to pull the wool over our eyes as Bruins fans. So yep. just watch out. That's all I'm saying. Cause the way that they're operating this organization, I don't like it.
4: It's ugly. It's,
3: I do not like how they're running this team.
4: It's ugly, and there's no relationship with Cam Neely and Don Sweeney right now. They're they're both on different wavelengths James here. It. It really does. Like, you know, one guy has this direct message, another one's pointing in another direction. You can't have that as an organization. Everybody has to be on the same frequency because if you don't, then you're going to lose players. You're going to start losing your fans. You're going
3: to start losing money. This is what I'm talking about. Money. And we're starting to sort of see it all play out where, you know, everyone's had this problem putting their finger on what is the deal with this team. Why aren't they consistent? And if you're looking for a reason as to why this team is underachieving, why they're inconsistent, it could be because the organization from the top to bottom just isn't right. Two former Bruins, great players. To me, when it comes to upper management, they don't get it. Morons. And when you're talking about a guy in in Don Sweeney, Harvard guy, He just reminds me of Shirelli more and more as the days go by, another Harvard guy. And I'm not trying to diss Harvard guys. I'm sure there's a ton of smart guys that come out of Harvard. But the way that they speak to fans, to to the media, Mm -hmm. there's something about it that comes off as, I know better than you, so I don't have to be genuine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say what I need to in order to manipulate the crap out of you. And they think they can get away with it. But in this city, we know better. We know you tried to bury this story. We're not stupid. We're perceptive fans. We care about our teams.
4: And, And same with Shirelli, Dave. You know, you're looking at Don Sweeney. You can't pull the trigger, Don. Don, you can't pull the trigger. You tried so many times to get free agents to pull trades off, and you haven't pulled the trigger. And that just seems like another guy that we used to know, Peter Shirelli.
3: Indecisiveness runs rampant through that front office. And I'll tell you, the move on Tuesday tells me more than anything I've seen that they don't get it. Not making this move last year or sooner this year at certain junctions or even maybe a week from now when they have a bye week. Well, it would have been plenty of practice time for Bruce Cassidy. Yep. Plenty of time to get to know his team. And, and it's just like any other business, like any family you lead by example. They are the ones setting the tone in upper management. That's Neely, that's Sweeney. And they're setting a crap example for this team to follow.
4: Yeah, and it just grinds my gears when you look at it and you just say, the New England, uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion Patriots are celebrating a title, a title, and you come in with these new this news, and, and your players are down in the dumps when they should be happy. You know, the city of Boston should be happy; they
3: shouldn't be thrown under the bus like that. And that's crap. That is crap by Don Sweeney and uh-huh. Cam Neely. Oh, the PR department told us we should get out in front of it once we make the announcement. Bull crap, Don. And uh, no one believes that either. You could have had that press conference. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you could have had it right after the parade. Yeah, why? Wouldn't, wouldn't have been as big biggest story. You decided to do it during the parade because you thought what? You were going to just uh, let it you know, let it go without a whisper? And, and you're the GM, and you're the owner, and you're the president
4: of the organization? You're not going by PR rules. You're going by your own rules. And the
1: timing was absolutely. absolutely, And the timing was definitely predetermined. It wasn't like a spontaneous decision. They were definitely waiting for the rolling rally to do it.
3: They they were set and ready to do it during whatever story broke that was going to be able to bury it for them. And it didn't work. And I'm telling you, at the forefront of all of the problems that the Bruins have had is a lack of accountability. So if you're like me, and for the past two and a half plus seasons, you've now been wondering what's wrong with the team, but you couldn't just put your finger on it Watch going forward because you'll see if it was as simple as firing Claude or if this is just pure organizational dysfunction, starting with your president and GM. I don't like the the state of the Bruins. I don't like where this team is going right now. 603-883-9900. We will be back with a segment that
1: we haven't done in a very long time. Very excited about it. That's BS. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.
5: The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, President of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
6: Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030.
7: Every day.
6: Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, with millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you training that pet to play the keyboard well <laughs> that's entirely up to you visit the shelterpetproject.org and hear more about hamilton the pug toast and keyboard cats amazing adoption stories start a story adopt a shelter or rescue pet today your perfect pet is just a click away at the shelterpetproject.org a public service announcement brought to you by maddie's fund the humane society of the united states and the ad council
0: Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
3: The Bruins are coming off their first win of the Bruce Cassidy era. The Bees made the move to fire head coach Claude Julian on Tuesday morning during the Patriots' rolling rally. They beat San Jose 6-3 on Thursday night. Busy weekend for the black and gold. They'll take on Vancouver today, a matinee game from TD Arden. Puck drops at 1 o'clock. They'll turn it around quickly tomorrow when they take on the Canadians. The Celtics are also coming off a Thursday night victory. They defeated Portland 120-111. to They're in Utah tonight to take on the Jazz late-night start time on the East Coast. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. Well, everyone, the Super Bowl is over, and that must mean spring training is just around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are not officially due to report to camp until February 13th, position players the 16th. However, several players are practicing at the team facilities, including Pablo Sandoval, Brock Holt, and Jackie Bradley Jr., just to name a few. The Madison Square Garden security chief was fired on Friday. This following an altercation with Charles Oakley in which he was escorted from a Knicks game by security officials, owner James Dolan banned Oakley from attending future Knicks games. This sports center update is brought to you by Nashua Silver Knights. For tickets, visit nashuasilverknights.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now.
0: It's time for That's BS. That's some bull. Bulls! You better check yourself
2: before you wreck yourself.
0: On ESPN New Hampshire. I'm sorry, I'm allergic to book. He's a liar. He's lying to us, man. And ESPNNHradio.com.
8: NHRadio.com.
1: <laughs> Alright, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. It's been a little while since we've done That's B.S., it has been uh, a while. It's, it's been very,
3: very busy for us.
1: We well, know, and we, I mean,
3: we have the picks
1: uh, during that the we NFL do. season. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, just, it's been a little tough. It. But uh, now that we are heading into uh, the rest of the season mm. in terms of, you know, baseball, the, basketball. The dark Bruins, area. Yeah. The yeah. dark zone. We have <laughs> a little bit sports. more time to fill, like, you know, for That's B.S. And yeah. uh, it's a good time to bring it back. So let's kick it off. I'll uh, do the first uh, item here. So as you guys know, we were just talking about it during the Claude Julian segment. The Patriots held their rolling rally in Boston on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. About a million people attended. I I did as well. It was a lot of fun. Froze my ass off, but it was worth it. Uh, and the Pat I just watched. I went to work. I listened to Bill Belichick. Yeah,
4: I was I was at work too. Do your job. Uh,
1: as you know, Dave, the Pats ended their rolling rally at City Hall, and Bill Belichick did a- address the crowd. I don't know if he had something to drink before he took the mic though, because he started a really awkward chant.
0: They came, they came to work, work every day, day, day and there, there were no days, days off. No. no days off. No days off.
4: No
3: days off. They found a home there, Bill. Bill. Bill, I took the day off. Bill. No days off. I
1: did my job.
0: Okay. No Do your job. back to work. I'm going back to work.
1: Do your job. Jeez. I, lo- I love Coach Belichick to death, but that was incredibly awkward. No, it was weird. And it went on way Brother longer than it needed he's to He's chanting at a million people that all took the day off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's the irony. Everyone took the day off to be there.
2: And then at the end, he said, "Go pads." So.
1: Yeah, I've never seen. <laughs> that's you know, great. Hey, that's that's the most personality I've seen out of him. That's more personality in two minutes or whatever, thirty seconds that I've seen out of Bill Belichick than 17 years of watching. Yeah, and Let's it's about go, go to work us. every day. Let's go
8: Red Sox. Let's, <laughs> go, Red
3: Sox. Let's go, Red Sox. go Red Sox.
4: Yeah. <laughs> go Red Sox. W- which, yeah. one's, which one's more? Uh, oh,
3: yeah, definitely that. That's an all-time.
4: What it's about a the craft one? What about the Kraft one? At AFC Championship one. No. That was pretty bad, too. <laughs> no, but the thing about
1: the Red Sox one is Tom Warner starts it, and you can hear Larry in the background. Can we hear that one more time, Brian? Larry Lucchino in the background oh, so bad. is just kind of like so unenthusiastic. Let's, let's go, Listen to Larry Lucchino in the background. Let's
3: go, Red Sox. Let's go, Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go Red, Red Sox. He knows Red like, Sox. why? Why? They Tom? also had the pitch completely wrong. I mean, we all know the Red Sox chant is, let's go. Like, let's go Red Sox. That no, means...
7: There you go. <laughs> See, Bill's, got,
3: Bill's got the inflection, no. he's got the wrong message. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Bill so fired up about anything. No, And it's about going to work. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. And a
1: million yeah, people go didn't to go, work, go to work. A million, a million people didn't go no to work. <laughs> I went to work. Unreal.
3: But but, but you
1: guys agree, that's the most personality we've ever seen out of Bill Belichick, especially the go-pats at the end. I don't
3: know if I've seen him smile so much as I have in the past week. Well, the guy just won his fifth championship as head coach, seven overall.
1: I know. So, I mean, I I can't call this BS. (laughs) I think this is awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, It's just kind of awkward and cringeworthy, but it's awesome. No, it's
3: so Bill Belichick. We have no soundbite. We'll just call (laughs) it what it is then. It is so Bill Belichick (laughs) to chant Merrily about no days off.
4: I think it's hilarious. That's too. awesome. Yeah,
2: it is awesome. It, uh, awesome.
1: All right, we don't have the sound, so we're just gonna say that's awesome, and uh, we'll move on to the <laughs> next item
3: here. I think oh, that's it's you. Me. Is it me? Okay, yeah, your- I, I'm already up. So uh, John Lynch, who's John Lynch? John Lynch, uh, former safety, he played with the Broncos. Uh, right, former player. Yeah. Looks like he's uh, gonna foray into upper management in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, he just took a job as the GM of the San Francisco 49ers. Now you would think that you know that that's a joyous occasion mm-hmm. for him, his family. Is it? Although his nine-year-old <laughs> daughter cried, not not necessarily tears of joy. <laughs> Apparently, she started crying and then told her dad. But the 49ers are
2: horrible. <laughs>
3: they don't even have a quarterback. Even a nine year old girl knows the 49ers suck. Even, even a nine year old girl knows the 49ers hey. suck and that it could be a career killer for her father. You know
1: what? You know what, little girl? At least it's not the Browns.
3: Cleveland. True. At least it could be worse. It, it could, could be a hell of a lot worse. Cleveland. It could be in Cleveland. Yep. You could be in Cleveland as opposed to San Francisco. That one in 15. Uh, crap shoot of a team
4: Jimmy G Their starting quarterback Jimmy Collins
3: Maybe Dante Hightower Joins <laughs> them Who knows mm, Yeah the Browns See the thing is The hiring makes
1: no sense to me John Lynch had a great career In the NFL You know he should be In the Hall of Fame In He's my got opinion got no experience In management But he has management. zero Front office experience He was an six analyst on Fox And you guys remember that, In 2006 front six, office experience The Patriots The Patriots signed Fox. him In 2006 I remember Yep And uh, I don't think He made the team if I remember yeah. correctly no. Storied, had a great career, storied
2: but franchise But I mean They're terrible now Right So it doesn't matter Who's in charge Because it doesn't matter well, if they had a head coach, you know, if they had a quarterback, well, we got
1: Kyle Shanahan, the guy that blew the Super Bowl for the uh, Falcons offense <laughs> well, who can we'll score, see, we'll see how he does. Could score three points in the second half. Maybe we'll how he reach. does as a head
4: coach. Maybe he brings his father along to uh, assist. Mike?
1: Him. No, I don't. Mike is not going to be the assistant to Kyle. Are you kidding me? Gonna he has to way p- too big of an ego. All right,
4: we'll all see right. about that.
1: He'll no, be special teams
2: coach then. It'll be funny because I think <laughs> Mike
1: Shanahan did he coach John Lynch? No, I think John Lynch was on the Buccaneers before he went to the Broncos. I think Mike Shanahan was gone by then. I don't know, but. But that I w- know that would never happen, Mark. He was coached
4: know. by John Gruden, right? John Lynch. Uh,
1: I, can- I don't know the timeline of when he went from the Bucks to the not Broncos. But I'm not uh, no, sure. I'm pretty
4: sure he won the. Was he? did he win the Super Bowl with them? Possibly. Either way, way. I'm Derek I'm not, Brooks I'm not and Tiki sure, Barber. Possibly. Yeah. His
3: family's I mean, never been in more turmoil than when he took the job as the 49ers R- R- Rondy, GM. Rondy 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 I was. I was about yeah. to correct myself. Yeah. <laughs> Ronde
4: Barber. Uh,
1: so I think this is uh this is hilarious. I think it's this sad. Is
3: it is kind of sad. It is kind of sad. That, that nine-year-old. a nine-year-old daughter has to realize that her father is making a career move that could be a career ender. Dad, we got to go
4: to San Fran and watch the 49ers play that so i watch bad. the
3: 49ers play every week. They hey, suck. that is We're a nice Steve stadium. Young.
2: <laughs> that is a nice Levi's stadium. That is, the stadium you know, the te- is nice. The I've been there. Is You know how many free jeans the this girl's nice. going to get? There's a lot of homeless people. This girl's going nice to be city. excited for all her free jeans. Uh, I'm
1: sure she wants Levi's jeans of all. Jerry um, Rice. they jeans.
3: Oh, she's nine years old too. Uh, right, nine-year-old nah, girls right. really into jeans? No, know? probably I not. I have no idea. Fashion.
4: <laughs> John Lynch is going to go down as being one of the best GMs of
2: all time. Yeah. Yeah. you heard it
1: your first. Mark Lazzell's <laughs> calling it. It's a hot take.
2: All right, guys. <laughs> So, Tom Brady, Super Bowl 51 jersey, still missing. It might be on the equipment truck. It might not be. Why
3: don't we know that?
2: Yeah, dude? like, come Where on, is it? We don't know yet? Um, because they haven't looked in the truck. It's still driving. Oh, I know what happened. Roger Goodell stole it. No. Ooh. Even better. David Price decided to have some fun on oh Twitter. Oh, my God, oh, hey. can
1: someone take Twitter away from this man? Because
2: apparently <laughs> oh, that's what David Price does. He likes to joke about, "Hey, I'm in Hawaii. I can't lose a playoff <laughs> game here."
7: Oh my God! <laughs> Twitter now. Let me let me just go hey. take a
2: picture of Astro. Yeah, hey, by Astro. the way, he has Hashtag a lot. Q-Dawg. He has a lot of. Re- he's like. He, w- he wants people to vote for his dog to be the cutest dog. In oh, my movie. God. Astro's so cute. <laughs> so this is Price's tweet. You ready? Yeah. There, go I ahead. stole Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey, and I'm going to sleep with it every night so his greatness rubs off. Don't tell him, though. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just add that caveat. (laughs) Don't Don't, tell him. Yeah, except let me tweet it to everyone.
4: (laughs) He doesn't know I got it. Shut
2: up and get a playoff
3: win, you bomb. I'm Brady's Super Bowl jersey. (laughs) I'm going to sleep with it every night so that the greatness rubs off on me.
2: Maybe I'll let Astro play in it. M-
4: maybe he'll become great too. <laughs>
7: Dude,
4: I'm gonna change my number to twelve.
2: Seriously, I'm getting so sick of David Price and his tweets. We'll he can't do that. There. Brock Holt has that number. It's alright. Brock Holt has it. more playoff wins than David Price does. Oh, he has the same. Amount, what are we he? calling this one? No, Brock Holt has won a Super Bowl. No, a Super Bowl. No, I mean, not Super Bowl. It's BS. I don't
3: want I don't want David Price on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> until he wins no. a playoff. Yeah. Game. How about that? That's it's why your Twitter account is gone until you win a playoff. game. I agree. So that's, BS.
4: That's why it's BS. You yeah, gotta get BS. rid of it. It's BS. Absolutely, BS. it's also, oh it's also unfunny. If we had <laughs> an unfunny buzzer, unfunny. that's what. That's, that's unfunny. What this, <laughs> would be. this is not funny. <laughs> so guys, we do this from uh, time to time. We'll play, you know, NFL highlights, uh, highlights in uh, different languages. Oh yeah, yeah, last year it was German, right? Yeah, it was German last year. yep. So here is a Japanese call um, of James White um, scoring what? the game-winning <laughs> touchdown.
0: Three
1: nineteen. We Super
0: is
1: That is
3: awesome! I believe
2: wasn't there a video that had like eight International, like it had a compilation, golf. yeah, yeah.
1: No, but am I? I think I, I. mean, I really can't tell because there's a lot going on in that clip there. But I think the second guy in the background yeah. is the color commentator He's the
4: commentator because right? you
1: have the play-by-play guy that's trying his best <laughs> to hold it down, and then the guy in the background he's just going nuts and takes over him. Excited, and, unbelievable! It's just, it's, I I couldn't even make out what was happening. It was just like total chaos in the booth. Oh, yeah, that was it was awesome insane. and it was just it was awesome to see that they were enjoying it that much. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I didn't know exactly I I that before. <laughs> that is fantastic. You're the second guy, That's the guy so in the background, excited. the guy in the background is just losing his mind. That's, that?
4: That's audio gold.
3: Wow, they they must be Pats fans. Oh, Either that amazing. or just sports fans in general who really fans. get fired up. Or, that is awesome.
4: Or it's the fir- first time they ever saw football being played.
3: Could have been Could have been I think they got football over there I'm
4: saying commentating though
3: Oh maybe Like American football Live game
2: American football They They probably like that All the time In in, like soccer Oh yeah Well because the
1: rest of the world Doesn't have as physical And you know you know,
2: uh, violent. violent of a sport right. as football,
1: yes. unless you talk about rugby, rugby. in certain parts yeah. of the world. But I mean, By I rugby in By the way, the uh, seven J- uh, nations
2: tournament is today. The seven. Uh, Are you talking about rugby? Yeah. Remember when we did the. Remote? Oh, that's
1: right. In 2014, we did a remote for rugby. What yeah. Was that?
2: Ireland. The Six Nation. Was it Six Nations? Yeah, so I think it was Six Nations. Nation? No, it's Six Nations. I just had seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. was going to be like, do they add a nation every <laughs> no, couple years? Seven Nation. I'm going watching hold me At 11, it started at 11:50. Yeah, I can't watch rugby. No, I can't either. Uh, don't get it.
3: But uh, no, it's, in terms of it's more boring football. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's with no pads. Is.
4: With no Speaking pads. Speaking of it's rugby, football, but it's boring. didn't like Decker, the the punter for like the Giants or something like that. He punted a rugby ball 100 yards. What? Oh no, that was oh. Hecker.
2: Hecker, and that was the Rams. The Rams, yes. the one that um, Bill Belichick loves. Yes. Uh, he he yeah he punted. He a, smoked it a it rugby hit, ball 101 yards. It hit the field goal crossbar. Oh, yeah, it
3: did.
1: So wait, so what are we calling the Japanese? Can we hear the Japanese? Any short oh, that's bite, awesome. one more time. That, that was is unbelievable. Awesome. Just no, one, more guy one more time.
2: No. Just one, one more. <laughs> we're not going. To. Do it for the fans. Do it <laughs> for, for the fans. We want it. Brian, I already had the next soundbite already. Oh, oh my god! Yes, that is
4: awesome. Oh, I wish I was
1: Absolutely celebrating with awesome. them.
4: It's incredible. Those guys sound like fun. Yeah, they they are. <laughs>
1: it sounds like so much fun. All right, guys, final item here on that's BS. Back to Coach Belichick. He is down at Pebble Beach this weekend. He's taking part in the AT&T Pro Am. Not a bad way to end your week. Then
2: they combine. uh, Then they hit a sixty-nine. Who he and his partner? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't check the scores. I, I'm, Larry, I'm pretty Gron- sure somewhere Gronk is laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> somewhere yeah. Gronk is a, laughing. That's uh, that's where the joke was, and that's <laughs> how I saw it. But.
1: So it's it's not a bad way to end the week considering he just ended the NFL season with his fifth Super Bowl title as the head coach of the New England Patriots <laughs> on Sunday. Now you guys know how caddies wear those uh, caddy yeah, bibs, yeah, yeah. those aprons with the name of the golfer. Yeah. yeah. Why?
3: So Belichick. So you know caddy, who your caddy
2: is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What if, if you lose them? Oh right? well. Yeah.
3: But why is it a bib? Why couldn't you just have a shirt with his name on it? Because. Oh, bibs it's are cool. They call them. It's yeah, it's they like give a them. Baby babies wear bibs. Yeah. How we'll is that cool? So do caddies, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So, Be- so
1: Belichick's caddy was wearing one with the coach's name misspelled. This is Bill freaking Belichick. How, How do you do that? dare you. So so the check part in Belichick's name is C H I C K, like chick, like a girl. Yeah. But it, they spelt it C H E K. Well, maybe he had a Russian. Caddy. No that's <laughs> off. Well,
4: whoever was in charge of that took the day off. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. But um, <laughs> I, I was hoping the caddy would rock, um, you know, the, the cut-up uh, sweatshirt. I <laughs> yeah, think that would that'd be, cool. be awesome. a good idea. Yeah,
3: Belichick probably would have liked that
4: with a misspelled Belichick on the back.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I, I think the fact that you misspelled the name of the greatest head coach in professional sports, arguably, I, I
3: just wow, think that's whoa,
4: football. Yes, I don't know about sports. all right. All right, fine. In the history of
1: football, the greatest head coach you misspelled his name. Can you imagine if Don Shula was doing this 20 years ago and they misspelled his name? Oh, I What if they spelled it Shala S, or something?
3: There's a, that name S-A-J-L-A. begins with like. <laughs> That name begins with, like, five <laughs> consonants.
2: Right. S-H-O-O-L-A. Yeshua. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, it, it does sound like Belichick. It does sound it like does, Belichick. It does, but come on. Belichick. Spell it's check. Yeah, spelled mean, chick. You, 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 should
3: should check. Pro, you should probably spell check and make sure the name on your bib is right, but, I mean, it's not like this is some sort of blasphemy spelling right. the dude's yeah. name wrong. Right. Right. It's, it's give just, just a celebrity the the pro-am. You yeah. know? Right, yeah. nobody even cares. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Who's, okay, fine. Who's
4: watching this? Were you? Old. No,
1: I, I just looked at the Old picture men. of him golfing. Old. Then shut up! But <laughs> <laughs> <Men.
3: laughs> I mean, it has to be BS then. You, you should spell the yes. name. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. dumb. I think it's really, awesome. It's BS. It's pretty stupid. I think it's BS. awesome. You know, I think it's, it's cool. Awesome. It's lazy. I thought it was cool. It's not checked. really lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy. You should have check. spell checked. It takes one one click of the Google machine to figure out that you were wrong on the C-H-E-K. Maybe they already
2: had it printed out. Maybe, maybe... They didn't. It's it. then it's, it's then they made the bits way too hastily. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dude more should.
1: disrespectful than what the Bruins did to Claude Julien. Should have Not
2: really. No. <laughs> Not even close.
4: Do your job. <laughs> See, this was good therapy, all yeah. right? And now you got to bring that back. I'm sorry. I'm all sorry. Right? Me sorry me to end it on a downer note. Me and Dave are still yeah. down and out on that. You know? All right. We're way over. going to cut, we cut we gotta, you yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right.
1: We got to go to break here. We will come back talking more about what? Oh, Brandon Marshall apparently thinks <laughs> that J.J. Watt is a better player all-time than Tom Brady? We'll talk about that next. Huh? No, it's not. We'll talk about that next. It's Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.
0: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. AutoZone presents Time for a Tune-Up. Performance, fuel economy, engine life. They're all good things that come with giving your car a tune-up. And doing it yourself saves you money. Another one of those good things. Save $4 each on Autolite Iridium XP spark plugs or $2 each on Autolite single platinum spark plugs after mail-in rebate. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner. Let's get you what you
6: need. See store for restrictions and
7: details. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
9: Exercise is hard, so is maintaining a healthy diet. Of course neither is half as hard as dying. Sadly type 2 diabetes, heart disease and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. Even sadder, most of these deaths are preventable with a few lifestyle changes including regular activity, healthier eating and not smoking. Talk to your doctor about your risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And if your doctor recommends lifestyle changes or medication, listen. The reason so many die is because not enough are willing to change. You can stop it, starting right now. It's your life. Listen to your doctor. Eat better. Get moving. Visit checkupamerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES, a message from the American Diabetes Association.
8: one more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed.
9: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.
0: Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
3: The Bruins are coming off their first win of the Bruce Cassidy era. The Bees made the move to fire head coach Claude Julien on Tuesday morning during the Patriots' rolling rally like a bunch of cowards would. They beat San Jose 6-3 on Thursday. Busy weekend ahead for the black and gold. They take on Vancouver today. Matinee game from TD Garden puck drops in uh, 18 minutes or so against the Canucks. They'll turn it around quickly tomorrow when they take on the Canadians. The Celtics are also coming off a Thursday night victory. They defeated Portland one 120 to 111. They're in Utah tonight to take on the Jazz late-night start time on the East Coast. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. And well, everyone, the Super Bowl is over, and that must mean spring training is just around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are not officially due to report to camp until February 13th, position players the 16th. However, several players are already practicing at team facilities, including Pablo Sandoval, Brock Holt, and Jackie Bradley Jr., just to name a few. The Madison Square Garden security chief was fired on Friday. This following an altercation with Charles Oakley in which he was escorted from a Knicks game by security officials, owner James Dolan banned Oakley from attending future Knicks games. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The sports blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now.
9: Breaking news, this just in, our Andrew Brandt is reporting that the court has decided to rule in favor of the NFL, resulting in Tom Brady being suspended for the first four games of the season. Goes, left, ...goes back
0: right over the middle, end zone, touchdown! The on third and four, goes to the Blitz, he got rid of it to the end zone for the touchdown! Danny Amendola! Heaping it, the second, to the 10, to the end zone! The rookie takes it home for the touchdown! Let's go, baby! Tom Brady's 17th NFL season begins here in Cleveland in Week 5. Rock and roll, man. He throws outside and walking into the end zone is Martellus Bennett for the touchdown. Tom Brady's first touchdown pass of the season. I'll
1: put the ball wherever I want to. I'll make it rain out
0: here.
6: Brady steps up. Brady pulls the trigger.
0: End zone. Touchdown. He hooks up with Danny Amendola. The pocket. Throws it downfield. Oh, separation Grotowski. He's gone. Touchdown, Patriots. Busting through. Extending. Julian Edelman is in. Third and six. Blanco in trouble and sacked back near the 25 yard line. That's what we call a sack lunch.
7: Brady
0: in a traffic, touchdown. Malcolm Mitchell. Wade flicker, blunt, throw it back. Brady down the middle on target to Chris Hogan. Oh, I did not see that
6: coming. Brady fires, end zone. It's caught by Pettit, touchdown, New England. Brady hooks one, end zone, caught by White.
0: Touchdown, Patriots. Knocked up in the air, and Butler's got it for New England.
9: Okay, we got set. Here we go.
0: Playoffs. It's on. Let's go. They get it over to Lewis. Look at this speed. To the end zone, for the touchdown, Osweiler, pressure from behind, and he's sacked for a second time in this quarter, to the end zone, it is caught by White for the touchdown, Osweiler gets intercepted, McCourty saw it coming, and jumped right in front of Hopkins, look at the time Osweiler has here, dangerous across the middle, and it is intercepted by Ryan, here's how we about thousands of better places. <laughs> than Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's lesser than other places. Brady. Well protected. All kinds of time. And that goes into. wide open. Touchdown, New England. Chris Hogan. Back to him the go. The flea flicker. Brady to the end zone. And it's a New England touchdown. Right back to Hogan.
7: What you gonna do, brother? I'm going to the Super Bowl, man. For for a number of
0: reasons, all of you in the stadium understand how big this win was. But we have to go to Houston
7: and win one.
1: Great players. It's all about the players. We got great players, they work hard, they're unselfish, and they're tough.
8: Nah, this is my motivation right here. All these fellas right here in front of me.
0: But well, it's gonna be a hell of a game. Congratulations. Thank you. Heading back to the Super Bowl again. The New England Patriots. Have a date with Atlanta. Dana Houston. Freeman, what a cut. Touchdown, Atlanta. Ends up. Pass is caught for the touchdown. Austin Hooper. Overload the right side of the Patriots' offensive line, pass is picked, intercepted, Robert Alford, he's gone. Here is Coleman, end zone, touchdown. Come on boys, let's go now. Now they'll throw, pass is caught, that's White, touchdown. Gotta believe, bro. Out of the shotgun, Ryan, gets hit, ball is out. This is a fumble. New England has it. Brady. End zone touchdown. Amendola. Two-point conversion here to really apply the pressure on the Falcons. They were one for two during the regular season on two-point drives.
1: Direct snap. And it's good. James White. Let's go. Gotta believe. Gotta believe, boys. Ryan sticks through it.
0: Throws on the run. And Jones. Phenomenal catch by Julio Jones on the sideline. Here's Edelman broken up with the pass. He is no sign yet. Oh Edelman comes down with a football they're saying it's a catch. Oh, that's a catch. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That's crazy. Got locked in. Now laser focus. I mean, yeah. Touchdown, James White.
1: First ever overtime in Super Bowl history. Let's hey. go Warren, win this thing, baby. For your mom. Toss the white. That Super Bowl was, was like a movie.
4: Yeah, it really was. This is like oh, where the credits come in. Oh, then. absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Tom Very Brady. Very well made, Thank Dave. you, Bill Belichick.
3: Thank you. I mean, it was a miracle. I, I swiped that soundtrack from there. So. Oh, yeah, it sounded great. It was appropriate. <laughs> yeah.
7: With
1: the highlights. And, uh, you know, just speaking of the game itself uh, and how we talked about earlier, this pretty much cements Tom Brady's legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time, one of the greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. and maybe the most clutch player in NFL history. This week, Jets wide receiver Brandon Marshall was asked if Tom Brady is the greatest player in NFL history. Obviously, it's up for debate, so I don't fault him for saying no. But then he said that J.J. Watt is a better player all time than Tom <laughs> Brady. I think Brendan Marshall has his wires crossed a little Whoa, bit. Whoa, hold on, hold There's on. There's a difference hold on. between
2: athlete and player, Brian. Yeah, but J.J. Watt can play defense, offense, exactly. and defense. No, tell- exactly. What did I just say? Yes, he can. Not
3: adequately and not all the time. Um, He's a defensive player.
2: Uh, have you you seen can him line him up a on offense while well, well, blue. We can argue. like four offensive touchdowns. Okay, fine, whatever. His is whatever. Fine. We can argue
1: what positions he can play outside of defense. Tom Brady could just
2: play quarterback
1: that's fine well but I mean you're, you're falling in the same trap as Brandon Marshall yeah. There's a difference between athlete and player playing devil JJ Watt. <laughs> you can't though
3: <laughs> it's like Brandon There's Marshall no reason to combat this. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a dumb take Listen, by Brandon I was Marshall. Telling,
1: Mark I was telling you earlier that you know you can have a freakish athlete yes. come through the combine come through the draft and then flop in the NFL and that he's a horrible football player I mean Colin Kaepernick is one of the best athletes in the NFL no he sucks not. He sucks. And he's a better a athlete than Brady he's physically. It's did you see yes, Brady? Yes, but J.J. Watt doesn't it's suck. More, it's more than just the measurables, Brian. It's J.J. Watt tangible. doesn't suck, so don't the say ability that. To
2: execute. It's the ability to be a clutch yes, performer. Yes, but don't say J.J. Watt sucks. I never said say say J.J. Watt sucks. Don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you his right, right like now? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Whatever the
3: athlete we're talking about, there's a ton of players in the NFL that Well, he's saying athletes that have failed,
2: and... Some have. Yeah, but J.J. Watt hasn't. I never said J.J. Watt did. I never said J.J. Watt did. Slumping him probably in. probably 150
3: players in the NFL that are more athletic than Tom Brady. Uh, there's uh, hundreds of them. They're all Ger- more athletic I th- I than Brady. I think Giselle is more athletic Did than you Tom see Brady. Brady try and tackle that
2: guy on the pick six? <laughs> Did you also see him run 15 yards? The galloping goat.
3: I, uh, he, uh, yeah, it was a good run, but that's because there was no one within 20 yards of him. That's when he took off with the football. It's the galloping he, goat. He held out on that pick six. He looked like a baby seal flopping around (laughs) on the sand (laughs) it's a baby wheel bro
2: (laughs) brandon
4: marshall and rob parker just want to throw stuff out there to make it stick it's it's, it's literally like awful stuff i mean you look at it right You, you you can't say that tom brady's the greatest um you know athlete of all time just because he's not He doesn't have that gifted ability. No, the greatest athlete that we've ever seen in the NFL,
1: two guys, Jim Brown, Bo Jackson. Right. That's it. Yeah, and I, I
4: would put up Deion Sanders. I thought Deion Sanders was one heck of an athlete. Right. So, yeah, but there's there, a difference there between
3: athletes, physical specimens, sure. yeah. right? Yeah,
1: and as I said, it goes beyond the measurables. It's about the ability to do your job, execute in clutch situations, and uh, overall just perform. And it goes beyond just how big you are, or how strong you are. It's your ability to do all those things combined. So, there's a difference between being a pure athlete, which we've seen guys come in and flame out physical specimens as Dave just said who come in and just fail at the NFL level and they then don't there have are guys the and then there are guys like Tom Brady who may not be the most athletic but still get it done and end up becoming maybe the greatest player in the well, NFL cuz you
4: see like top picks they thrive because of their athletic ability and their agility the versatility in, in the schemes or with their organization but you look at Tom Brady right he was drafted late in, in the draft right so i mean he he's always going to have that chip on his shoulder and he always has the talent to, to make it work. So so you're looking at it. He makes every player around him better. Not only is he a, a better you know player, he's the greatest of all time for a reason. I agree. I agree. I think you know like the,
1: you know again. I, I will still reserve my judgment on whether or not he's the greatest player of all time. I still need to see more. I still think there are too many people uh, in that conversation. I don't think I need positions. to see anything
3: uh, anything else. Honestly, greatest comeback. Uh, in the history of the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. agreeing with this you that he should be in the, co- uh, in the conversation. I he's just, got just, five just... rings and four Super Bowl MVPs. I, I, sure, mean, I mean, postseason performance-wise, he's ranked first in every offensive statistic that he possibly could be ranked first in. Agreed. And he's got four MVPs and five rings. There's nobody better. There's nobody right. in the history of the league that has ever been better than Tom Brady. And, that, uh, and again, yes, there are better athletes, but when you look at the culmination of what makes Brady so great it's not just that he's smarter than everyone else on the field yes he is laser focused yes he has ice in his veins there's a chip on this guy's shoulder that he has managed to have since he was a rookie since he was drafted 199 overall and he's kept that same chip that same competitive fire for the past 17 years nobody else is capable of doing that and that is what makes him the greatest of all time. It's the intangibles that lead to his unparalleled success in this it. it's league. It's not the
1: measurables, it's the intangibles that makes the player. And right. that's
3: what makes this take by Brandon Marshall idiotic. Marshall's and the as- idiot.
4: the aspects that don't show up in the box score, that's Tom Brady. All
1: right, got to wrap up our number two here on the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere, ESPN New Hampshire.
6: Pat's Peak Ski Area. A great family-friendly mountain with something for everyone, including day and night skiing, snowboarding, snow tubing, and a special pop. Pay One Price program on Saturday nights. Head to Pat's Peak on Saturday nights for one low price from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. for skiing, snowboarding, tubing, rentals, lesson tips, and entertainment.